0: Hey everyone. Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Bluewire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Bluewire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Bluewire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join.
1: 20 minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack A Day Podcast.
2: Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Sarah Kelleher, joined as always by Dusty Evely and Steve Perhatch, who today personally met with JJ Watt to try to convince him (laughs) to take a massive pay cut. (laughs) Sign with the Packers, Steve. How did that combo go? How How are you doing?
1: It's good. He's uh, he's slow playing it just uh, as an epic tease for everybody. So, you know the the tweets are all part of everything, and he will be he should be signing hopefully within another week or two. Uh, Packers just told him they want to clear a couple things up, restructure a few things, and and get some things lined up before inking the new deal. So it's it's coming. Don't worry. But he's just having a little fun with everybody first.
2: You heard it here first. Wednesday february 24th on the pack day podcast dusty how are you doing
3: i'm doing good man uh you know i didn't didn't meet with jj watt but i'm glad steve's out there doing the lord's work and all that stuff but yeah we're doing good maybe it's uh warming up here a little bit so uh my 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 entire yard is now not just a sheet of ice anymore so it's uh you know everything's everything's coming up (laughs) millhouse that is
2: great to hear so You know, it's the off season, so we're just going to kind of dive right into it. Um, So let's start with some news and notes related to the Packers. Uh, First things first, Jeopardy announced that Aaron Rodgers won't just be a guest host for an episode or two, but that he'll actually be a guest host on the show for two weeks. So a total of 10 episodes, which I think is pretty awesome. Uh, So if you want to catch 12 as the host uh, for Jeopardy, you can tune into ABC starting April 5th. Um, what about you guys? Are you guys Jeopardy fans? Are you going to tune into this exclusively for Aaron Rodgers' content? How do you feel about this this news that came out yesterday?
3: I, I used to watch Jeopardy. I have it for a while. Like, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll tune in. It's a that's a perfectly fine show. I kind of want to see how he does. Uh, I've watched some of his past performances. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not, it's not appointment viewing by any stretch of the imagination. But I'd be curious to see how it goes. I feel like he's gonna be. Uh, I feel like he's gonna look like a natural out there doing it. And I I mean, I'm guessing I'll catch some of the highlights on Twitter because, yeah, nobody
1: covers Aaron Rodgers on Twitter at all. So it won't be (laughs) it won't be there. Uh, You know, we won't see any of that, but uh, I'll I'll check it out. I'm not going to go full episodes or do appointment viewing where I got to sit down at three thirty in the afternoon and watch Jeopardy. But I'll catch the highlights when it comes out.
2: Yeah, I, I love watching Jeopardy when I have the chance. Um, it's just one of those things. I'm not committed to watching it every single day, but when it's on and I have the time, I'm like, oh, I'll put that on. So I'll definitely try to tune in. But I agree, Dusty. I think he's going to be a natural. He kind of has that dry sense of humor um, that we see on Jeopardy sometimes. So I think he'll be perfect. And I'm curious to kind of see how he interacts with some of the contestants as well. I, th- I think it should be a good time. Hopefully there's no vikings fans or chicago bears fans that are contestants because then it could could get a little awkward
1: to be fair i actually kind of hope there are because i feel like he'd have some smart ass kind of like comment uh, <laughs> anytime they get a wrong answer about uh oh, must be a bears fan
2: <laughs> very true very true on a more serious note um nfl teams could start franchise tagging players yesterday Uh, There's been a lot of conversations about if the Packers are going to use their franchise tag on Aaron Jones. Uh, So our pod father, Andy Herman, actually did his daily Pack-A-Day podcast YouTube video on this yesterday. Um, And I saw that someone asked a question about this as well um, for our call to questions. So definitely check that out. If you have the chance, Andy kind of went through all of their options. What are the pros and cons? I mean, it was really helpful um for me to hear and i i'm sure it'll be helpful for anyone else that listens to it as well uh dusty what are your thoughts on this do you think that they use the franchise tag do you think they use it on aaron jones w- what are your kind of first reactions to hearing this
3: i mean traditionally they don't i mean if it if it keeps aaron jones around for another year like that's potentially and for a for eight million dollars like Potentially yes for one more year, but it's something Andy touched on the video as well. Like you look at, you know, Aaron Jones did not go out and get Drew Rosenhaus this year to not to, uh, to be franchise tag. Like dude wants to get paid. So I do feel like and Andy said, I think towards the end of the video, he ran all this down a franchise tag aaron jones and you know the agent he got you know why he got him you run the risk of this sucker getting real ugly real quick and and possibly sitting out of here. you like a Le'Veon bell situation or something so i'm not saying that will happen we have zero idea but uh, i don't i don't see the franchise tag happening maybe potentially for that reason maybe potentially just because you know the packers have other cap issues they're dealing with uh and you know a million dollars for aaron jones even one year of aaron jones you know that that kind of comes into play there as well but i i i can't see it happening like just on its face aaron jones for one year eight million seems like a perfectly fine deal that i would like but i i I just do not see this happening
1: uh pretty much uh, i I agree like i I don't see it happening and as much as i love the green Bay packers i i i'd feel bad for aaron jones if they did it and i kind of i mean I'm thinking, like, I don't want them to do it. Like, he has given them four years. Um, They made a contract offer. He wasn't a fan of it, and he wants to go get paid. So with running backs being the way that they are and their shelf life being so short, I, I mean, I even tweeted today. I'm like, man, it sucks, but go get that money, dude. Like, let him go get his big paycheck. If Miami wants to pay him $15 million a year, Thank you for your service. It's been it was amazing to watch you as a Green Bay Packer, but man, let that dude get paid.
2: Yeah, and Steve just alluded to it there. but um also on the news and notes today is that uh, Barry Jackson from the Miami Herald reported that the Dolphins and Aaron Jones have mutual interest. Um, so that's that's something there. And, I, and my you know first reaction to that is, Exactly what you said, Steve. It's like, yeah, if they're willing to pay him more and he sees the potential there and he wants to go there, then love him to death, but best of luck to him because that's a career opportunity that he just can't turn down. Um, And it, it is really kind of bittersweet because part of me wants him to stay so badly, but part of me also really likes and adores Aaron Jones as the player in person, not just as the Packers. Aaron Jones and I want the best for him too. So surely something to keep an eye on um, the next couple of days. Um, that pretty much wraps it up for news and notes. You know, it's the off season, not a lot, not a lot going on. Yes. We know Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley are engaged. So I'm just going to say it one time, move on so that no one in the comments hits us that we forgot about it. Yes. We know congrats to the happy couple. And we're going to go ahead and move on now. So Let's dive into some questions. Uh, you guys came through once again um, with so many amazing questions. I think we were talking before we started recording that this was like one of the hardest times to narrow down questions because there were so many good ones and good football ones, good food ones, TV ones, everything. So you guys really brought your A-game and keep bringing your A-game because we love hearing from you guys. So first question is from Oh My Zedarius? Great name. Um, what do you think is one of the primary reasons Green Bay hasn't pulled down a second Lombardi in Rodgers' career? No hate. I know Super Bowls are hard to win, and I've loved the last decade. Just curious about some reflection. Thanks. So, Steve, what are your thoughts about that?
1: I mean, well, he, he's unbelievably right. Like, Tom Brady skewed everything in a horrible direction where – The everybody expects the standard to be seven Super Bowls when two would be is like an exceptional career for a quarterback or a team in a in you know a ten fifteen year window like that would be outstanding. But to me, I think early on when uh, when Rodgers was doing well, they they didn't dip enough into free agency to get Rodgers enough weapons, and uh, later I think. The drafting, the fact that there hasn't been an offensive skill position player drafted in, God, like a decade, over a decade, like it's a... There, there's combinations and you you understand the fact that they have to be able to pay Aaron Rodgers, they had to pay him uh, early and often and stuff like that, so like you understand there's a salary cap issue there, when you have a really good quarterback you have to pay him a lot of money then there's hits other places so it's tough but i mean it's a to me it's a whole thing of salary cap it's a whole thing of not spending enough on getting rogers enough weapons and then defense really underperforming or all these draft picks are all invested in the defensive side of the ball and you don't have a top 10 defense That's what you need when you – like, you need that fringe top 10 defense to go along with your Hall of Fame quarterback, and they didn't have that. The one year they did, they won the Super Bowl. So um, that's kind of a mishmash of a whole bunch of different answers, but it kind of – every year is different why they didn't win the Super Bowl, I think. And it's a pain in the butt, but, I mean, if you think about it, it's the fact that the Packers are always in the playoffs, the Bears, the Vikings – and the Lions are like one-hit wonders here and there of getting in the playoffs. So, it it sucks that they haven't won a lot. But I mean, I, I will say the the Green Bay Packers give you a fun ride every damn year, which is uh, something people in the NFC North can't say all the time. So,
3: yeah, and uh, yeah, Steve, your first point I think is a really good one in terms of. Brady and just the success of the Patriots and then you know this year the Bucks as well just kind of skewing that I, I've talked about this before but just the the idea of the the overriding question of legacy that a lot of these talk shows ten, tend to harp on it's a moving goalpost situation you know Rogers won one Um and yeah maybe he could have won more but you see that with someone like i, I very much dislike Peyton Manning. But you see that with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was, well, he's the greatest quarterback, never win a Super Bowl. Well, then he wins one. Well, yeah, but he only won one. He didn't play that well. Well, then, so then he wins two. Well, yeah, but the defense carried him. He didn't play well. Okay, okay, well, like, which, what is it, man? Is it the rings? Is it how you get the rings? The, the, the Whatever, whatever happens. There was questions about Brady's legacy after he won, like, four. Like, whatever happens, those goalposts will always move, so keep that in mind. But, yeah, in my mind, it's, I mean, defense is a big one. Some of it's bad luck, and then some of it's just bad decision making. Uh, I mean, you look at like 2011, you know, I know the defense wasn't there. Offense firing on all cylinders, you get that. <laughs> That game against the Giants, some bad mistakes, and also Philbin wasn't there calling plays. Uh, you know, his son died that week, and he was not there. And that's kind of one of those: if if that continuity is there, what happens? Twenty fourteen, you know, comedy of errors in Seattle. Uh, they should have won that game. I, you know, if one of a thousand things doesn't happen, and those things happen, and they lose, uh, I go to bat maybe for 2016 a little bit they they got housed with the Falcons but that first half was way closer than than it should have been or way closer than it looked they were down 17 nothing and it could have been 10 10 there was a miss Crosby field goal there was a Ripkowski fumble inside the five and that stuff just kind of shifted and then you know this past year was you know I think this past year was another good year and then it's too fresh to really dig into that for a lot of you I think but I mean there's a thousand different things that go into it. I think Steve all your points of free agency and all that stuff and, and not hitting on on uh, draft picks, all that stuff. Absolutely true. I think when it comes down to game by game, I think it's, it's, it's a combination of its, its defense, a little bit of bad luck and some bad decision-making in there.
2: All right. Our next question is from Matt Pickett, a great but often overwhelming thing about being a Packers fan is the vast amount of content out there, podcasts, articles, etc. What specific ones do you all regularly consume and why, and how much time does it take up each day or week? follow-up for Sarah below, so before you guys answer that, um, Matt, I will follow up with you um, in the DMs privately about WandaVision, <laughs> because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who isn't caught up yet, but great question about that, um, and you will be hearing from me soon. So, Dusty, what do, what do you think, what what kind of content do you consume um, in the Packers blogosphere, um, in the Packers world, and, and why?
3: I mean, I try to hit a lot. You know, off season is a little different, and especially now. I've talked to this before. My podcast listening has gone uh, pretty far down just because I don't have that daily commute. That's when I, I tend to listen to podcasts. Uh, but during the season, I try to listen as much as I can. I mean, non-Packers, just general NFL. Um, uh, Robert Mays and Nate Tice are doing tremendous work over the Athletic uh, for their like post game. I think like they record the night of the Sunday games. Um, they do great work. But Packers blogosphere. I mean, you know, hey, you listen to Pack a Day. has got some great teams, like some really good stuff there uh packs what she said with with maggie and perry um always tremendous uh blue 58 with john muir um he's his stuff like the way he kind of looks at the game and the way he kind of analyzes that stuff like he does i think that's that's a podcast not a lot of people know about um but he's doing great work over there um locked packers with with bukowski bukowski does some good stuff uh packer net with ryan Schlip. Uh, uh, Pack Daddy Mr. Mr. Pack Daddy doing good stuff and uh, recently launched this year was Illusion of Complexity uh, with Aaron Alice, uh Jacob Westendorf and Zach Jacobson uh, and they had been, that's you know relatively new I think they launched towards the end of this past season and I, I'm forgetting some in there but I try to hit and I don't listen to all those every single week but I do listen to like I kind of hodgepodge them because um, I don't have time to listen to those every single week uh, but like a lot of really great stuff and for articles um, Sarah's I always read Sarah's because uh, I don't read a lot of reactions after the game so it's getting something that has like kind of all that stuff distilled kind of down into one thing I I love that uh, so Sarah Great work during the season. Thanks. Um, uh, and Maggie's packs with Cheesehead over on uh, on Cheesehead. Same thing. I don't listen to the, like I don't listen to all the the um, post game stuff or the or the in week presser. So Maggie does a really good job of kind of taking that stuff and putting that into article form, kind of hitting those highlights. Uh, ben Fennel's weekly thing. I love Ben Fennel, but I have to stay away from his stuff uh, until I write my article because I don't. I, I want to try to have like original ideas. I don't want to be all that influenced. Uh, but Ben's article over on the Athletic uh, on Wednesday mornings I think is when that goes up just tremendous I've learned a ton from him and and that article is amazing and last one I'll mention just because I've been going for a while is uh, is Andy Herman's uh, his grading the pack series Uh, he does such just the thought he puts into that and his method behind it and the way he explains all that stuff on a weekly basis on offense defensive side of the ball over on uh, pack report just tremendous job doing that stuff so I mean I could I could sit here and go through a whole bunch of stuff Um, as far as time I kind of pick and choose here and there you know obviously hours hours every single week especially during the season just because i'm trying to like get all the stuff i missed uh, but man i mean I, like i said i could i didn't even talk about tom Grossi's youtube thing and Grossi's doing great work over there so i mean there's just a ton of really good stuff out there you're right it's overwhelming um but that's kind of that's my list of <laughs> at least what i try to keep up with
1: yeah it's a lot like that's it's one of those things where you know we do this this show and i sit and i'm like all right where could i contribute to the packers world like what is not being covered like could i write articles like dusty does passing articles i'm like could i write articles about run game like well then i'd have to learn a lot more about the run game i don't (laughs) think i'm gonna do that so um one of the one of the podcasts i do love is unknown packers they uh with ken and uh and and the other guys over there bryce and and niebles yep that's always a good one they um they they put out good stuff when as far as articles normally it's it's the thing that I mean, I'm like the kid at the toy store at the shiny thing that catches my eye. I, I mean, if you, if you're on Twitter and you're following all these people, like, um, I mean, Packers wire is all, always puts out good stuff. Yeah. Zach puts out yeah. good stuff. Uh, article wise, like, in there's a lot of it. Uh, I mean, I'm a sucker for, uh, Silverstein. I'm a sucker for, uh, will D articles like I, I, the deep dives, those kind of things, like you know, they they put out once a week and things like that. Like I, I like those. I, I like the deeper dive story, not just a, um you know, the the quick hitters. Uh, I do like Paul Bredel. I think he he does some good stuff. I I think it's fan sided that he does stuff for and sounds he right. yeah, always, i can't remember where he's at No, he does really do st- really good stuff though but he always puts out really good content um so y- you're right there there's so much out there and everybody you know for the most part like i can't think of somebody that that puts out like a lot of content that i'm like you know this guy's a chump he's a clown like there's not like there's no beef there's no <laughs> i can't think of anybody that i'm like yeah this guy sucks uh but you know, there's there's a lot of quality content, but I mean, but between what Dusty and I both said, there's like a whole work we, uh, like a, a a work week of of content to to take in. So I, I like you said during the week, I during the 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 weeks of actual games, four, five, six hours. I'm thinking like articles, podcasts, stuff like that that I'm reading, listening to. Off season, probably a little bit less, but yeah, I mean. Being a Packers fan is a full-time job. We all know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we are, we are truly very lucky um, because there's so much good content out there. And the thing I, I enjoy the most about being a Packers fan, obviously, besides watching the team, is just how diverse the coverage is as well. I mean, there are so many people doing really different things. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people with podcasts. There's a lot of people that do blogs, but a lot of content in like new and innovative ways that I would have never thought of. And it's just really cool to see. And yeah, you guys hit on all of them. There's, there's so many, and it's just really fun thing to be a really small part of. And I love being a consumer of that content as well. Uh, next question is from another person that provides great content um, in the Packers world. And that is Ken angles. Um, the Packers salary cap, king so he asked have you ever correctly predicted a packers first round draft pick before the draft started guessing a guy when the packers are on the clock or after a few names are off the board doesn't count
1: yeah so i actually pulled up like the whole list of everything and it, it makes me a little bit sad that it took me all this long to get to the correct guess i'm scrolling i'm scrolling i remember ha ha clinton dicks that was one that i remember i was like that's like as long as he's there that's the guy like that's the guy they're gonna take and he he was there at 21 so they picked him um And if we're not talking first round picks, I do remember Eddie Lacy. I remember screaming at the TV, be like, why do you keep trading back? Eddie Lacy's right
2: there. What are you doing? They ended up picking him in the second round, right?
1: Correct. Yes.
2: Yeah. that's, Uh, That's the one, not to cut you off, but that's the one that like I didn't actually predict but my dad all week was like they need to do it they need to do it (laughs) it." and this was back when vine existed and i remember i had this really funny vine of him like standing in front of the tv when the packers finally picked in the second round and they picked eddie lacy and he like jumped up and down and was squealing and he was so excited um so yeah that that was a time
1: well, And that was the time too Like, So they, they passed him in the first round And then they got to the second round And they traded back And he, he was sitting there, I think it was like 55 That they were picking at And he's sitting there at 55 and I'm like do it Just pick him, pick him And it's like hey the Packers have traded their pick and I'm like god what are you doing <laughs> I'm like you need a running back What are you doing And then they traded back and then they still got him And I sat there I'm like huh maybe this is why i'm not an nfl gm (laughs) so uh yeah you know it's all it's all pretty clear but the one that really stuck out to me and i know a lot of people talked about this one was uh bj raji so that was 2009 and i remember i was i was all on board like this is the dude they're gonna pick they're switching to the three four defense i believe that's when capers came over Mm -hmm. uh and so i'm like they need they need that nose tackle they need some outside linebacker help like at number nine like Raji's the guy and I at the time was living in South Korea and I was teaching English uh to as a in a secondary school and it was just so I'm I am legitimately watching this draft at four or five in the morning and so this was technically that would have been I think sun that was like Friday that was when the draft was still on, like, Friday night or Saturday or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it was just some ungodly hour, and I'm sitting at my computer screen, and I'm streaming it, and everybody listening is like, oh, he's streaming the draft. He was watching the draft. No, I was watching, like, a ESPN ticker board, basically, of, like, it had an Excel spreadsheet of all the draft picks that were coming in, and it would just, like, pop in once the, the, the pick was made. Uh, I didn't have a Twitter account. I didn't have anything like that, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like watching the draft go. I'm like, come on, Raji, it's got to be Raji, it's got to be Raji, and then finally, like, it hits at number nine, and it was like five thirty in the morning, and I stood up. I'm like, there were expletives, and I was screaming, <laughs> and so I probably annoyed some uh, people in South Korea at that point. But that was the one that stuck out to me
3: yeah and for me first of all I mean this just Ken's question coming up here um we just talked about all the people doing doing Packer's content and one of the thing I really love about the explosion of of people writing talking about the Packers over the past say you know five six years, like really not that long has been this like now it's kind of like branching off in a niche thing, so people are becoming experts on like just very specific areas of things um I picked passing game stuff just because there was no one really doing that and because I wanted to do something like a little different for everyone else uh Ken's really just taken this like building models of salary cap and doing all the analysis that goes with that which i it's something i don't follow that much uh from salary cap stuff ken's taken that and just leaned into it and is just doing amazing work with it so that, that's one of the things i think all the people doing this work is done it's branched people off and and allow people to kind of really dig into some of the minutiae of some of the stuff to allow people to kind of get a fuller picture of everything going on which which is amazing um but to his question yeah i was the only two i can think you know there's some guys in the second round um and some guys i was just cheering for lacy i think i had the exact same reaction uh, you guys did with lacy that's the he's there why are they trading back and then oh okay that's why they're trading back um the only two i can think of and this is just because they're you know they're they're early guys and so maybe it was a little easier to to guess is Raji and hawk um you know those were both both top 10 picks and it was kind of one of those you know you get back into the 20s uh it's there's a lot more a lot more things that can go wrong at the one i know i was most wrong on i really wanted um how was it? sean oakman out of baylor uh during the kenny clark draft and i was like no oakman's the man and oakman is i think washed out of xfl or something at this point uh so uh, another thing i'm glad i'm not a gm but yeah i think Raji and hawk were my only two i was right on
1: I did, I did absolutely love the Jarrell Worthy pick as well I thought that was going to be a home run <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> That did not turn out to do very well
2: um, Our next question is from Matthew Meschnick um, And it's a two-part question First part, how did each of you get interested And in ultimately involved in podcasting And the second is the ob- obligatory food question What is your favorite childhood food that is no longer around? minor latoy mini egg rolls think chinese food version of pizza rolls he clarified so i can start with this one um how did i get interested in ultimately involved in, in podcasting um it was kind of just a spur of the moment decision i in 2017 no 2018 uh started writing for cheesehead tv um the season was over and Obviously, like we've talked about before, I do the game recaps during the season. So the off season kind of came. The Pack Day podcast was still pretty new around that time. Um, and I just remember Andy was in our group chat and like he would ask people every now and then, Do you want to come on the podcast? Does anyone want to help out? Or we need someone to cover this day just because there weren't a lot of people doing it yet. Um, and so earlier that season, he had actually just had me on as a guest uh, to preview a game with him and it was basically just like oh this is cheesehead tb's new writer um we're going to talk with her a little bit and it was really fun and i really enjoyed the experience and um i just kind of remember saying like oh yeah i don't really have anything i want to write about in the off season but andy if like you ever need someone to fill in on the podcast let me know that was really fun and i enjoyed it And then, like, literally five seconds later, Andy, like, private messaged me and was like, I'm actually looking for more people to join. Like, I'd really love if you wanted to come on the team, um, like, full time. Um, Based on your availability, I can pair you up with someone um, or a group of people. And I was like, yeah, sure. Here are the days that I'm free. And then like two weeks later, he was like, okay, you're going to be paired with this dusty guy and this other guy, Steve. Um, and you guys are going to first record together on this date and you're bi-weekly. So it was just like twice a month. So I'm like, okay, sure. And that was kind of how I got into it. I didn't have a lot of experience in it before. And looking back on that very spur of the moment, like, yeah, just Andy, let me know. And then (laughs) it was obviously one of the best little messages I could have ever put out there because I've had so much fun doing this the last two years. And I've gotten so close with you guys and it's been a really awesome experience. So that's the first part of that question. Um, The second question, what's my favorite childhood food that's no longer around? I have a definite answer for this and that is the breakfast pizza bagels. Um, the bagel bites The breakfast bagel bites Were my favorite thing ever um, As a kid I didn't really like breakfast that, like breakfast foods a lot When I was a kid Now I like them a lot more But I was very simple Like I'm like I just want a Pop-Tart Or I want cereal Like that's it um, And my mom found those at the store And I was obsessed with them And for like years From when I was in elementary school All the way to when I was in high school I ate them And then like all of a sudden My junior year Senior year of high school, somewhere towards the end, they just disappeared. And they weren't at the store. And I kid you not, every time I walk by the frozen (laughs) foods, I still check. Because I'm like, maybe they'll be back one day. (laughs) But they were the best. It was like egg, cheese, little bacon bits. Oh so good and I miss them. Dude, so
1: there's good. there's breakfast pizzas, which are better than <laughs> bagel bite pizzas. Steve's just waiting in the wings as of pseudo as up. What is going on? <laughs> this is like in like way superior to a bagel bite. But
2: the thing is, like that was just what I ate as a kid. So I think it was just I like
1: get it. there's the, the nostalgia part. factor. But the yeah.
2: breakfast pizzas are good. I I, oh, I yeah. have had those. But the heart like the easy thing about the bagel bites was like I could just throw a few in like go brush my hair and then they would be done and then i wouldn't have any leftovers either like i wouldn't have to worry about eating the whole thing like i just had four or five of them and then went to school so i miss them so much every day um, what about you guys
3: uh i i got into podcasting the same reason anyone else does that sweet sweet money man i want to get rich <laughs> and i was like give me give me some of them podcasting dollars uh no i mean i i kind of i fell into it a little bit i'd been writing uh about the packers for a while um i think you know i i think i've been do, been writing eight or nine years and i was with um kind of a couple a couple sites down the road i was with those uh Tuttle town sound off and they had kind of their main flagship podcast i guess and they kind of wanted to start another one so they asked if uh i wanted to be on one with a couple other guys so i kind of started that one uh that was pack to the future we kind of and that was just kind of a hey you write about stuff why don't you talk about things like okay why not uh and then just kind of went with that uh we started another site with that podcast another writing there and then i just kind of kept doing it kind of leapfrog from pack to the future over to "Packaday." so it was kind of one of those you write why don't you podcast and so then i just started podcasting because someone asked me to um and uh obligatory food question uh you know it's i i I assume they still make them and sarah you can you can tell me this i don't really have anything off the top of my head but um i used to live in florida and they had those like the mickey mouse um popsicles you could get at the store and we didn't really get them very often but they had with the little chocolate covered ears and all that stuff uh it, it moved to i i gotta assume yeah they're still down there um Yeah, I moved to Kentucky and I don't think I've had one since. Although I will tell you real quick, gross story about those. Um, A friend of mine took one bite out of one in Florida and he was like, this is gross. I don't want this. And he threw it under a bush and it was in the summer in Florida. Just absolutely disgusting. Two weeks later, it was there and it hadn't melted. It is just dehydrated. It just it got smaller and it looked like uh, like astronaut ice cream or something. So uh, so I miss them. But I also think about that every time I think about them. Um, So, yeah, that's mine.
1: Well, that's thoroughly disgusting.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, As far as
1: me for podcasting, I was in the radio game for a while and, you know, worked at ESPN Chicago, ESPN Milwaukee, had a fantasy football show on ESPN Milwaukee. And as much as I loved it, uh, after having a couple of children, the working nights and weekends to try to build your career takes a toll and i was looking to get out when andy sent out his bat signal of looking for people to do the podcast and I was doing both for a little bit, but, um, you know, I've gotten out of it, out of the radio world. And it's just, it's a, it's a fun way for me to continue my passion of talking about sports. And, uh, it's, it's honestly been a blessing where I get to talk football with these two, uh, clowns one twice a week, once a week. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been a lot of fun. And as it's, it's grown so much that, uh, I think into places that none of us ever actually anticipated this going, um, um, and when when Andy first put out the tweets like, "I want to do this every single day." We're like, "Dude, really? Every day?" Packers go, "Okay, cool." Like, "There's an we'll, offseason, we'll this- Andy."
3: There's an offseason. Yeah, like,
1: what am I supposed to talk about in April? Like, what what are you thinking? And it just, oh, uh, no, it's blossomed into something pretty awesome. So. Uh, it's it's been a blessing for me. Like it, it just gives me a, a fun thing to do once a week with uh, with these guys. And that I wouldn't trade it for the world. So, um, however, I did find a list now of forty plus discontinued foods from the nineties that we wish would come back. And I'm scrolling through it, and like twenty, like ninety percent of the stuff. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so the first one I'll skip, but uh, I don't know, Dusty, did you ever have Surge? Yeah, the soda? I did. Yes. I certainly I did, Steve. Totally bring Surge back. <laughs> that was my jam, for sure. I uh, loved that one. Um, this, <laughs> the bubble beeper. The oh, thing that. Is, oh, the yeah. Bubble, yeah. yeah. The thing that you – So, Sarah, a beeper was something <laughs> for people back in the day. Actually, to be fair, you're you're a younger younger person. Do you know what a beeper is? Yeah, no, she does not. No. There's no way she knows. No. What it is. Okay. Uh, anyway, so basically, it was a uh, a thing that. Somebody could call this number And then you would have this little beeper thing on you It was about the size of what Like a Tic Tac case
3: maybe Dusty Uh, A little big, About twice that size They were were, I think bigger than you were thinking they were But But it was like a
1: clip on onto your belt And it would like vibrate And then be like call this number And then you would know somebody was trying to call you So it was a really super cool thing So as a kid they had the bubble beeper Which had 15 sticks of gum in it (laughs) That you could clip onto your belt and make you look like you were super
3: cool, really cool. Just waiting, waiting yeah, for that the most
2: call. Most in the middle, like sounding thing. Like I could just, <laughs> I could picture that happening in that show. Listen, <laughs>
3: man you you get you some, you get you a, a bubble beeper, and then you get you some uh, some candy cigarettes, buddy. Living it up. You, you partner that with cool? a
1: squeeze it. Do you remember the squeeze it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the juice, <laughs> the juices, the Butterfinger BBs. You remember those things? Oh, they those were, were awesome. They're little Butterfinger like that yeah. were that looked like Whoppers, uh, but they were Butterfinger. So they had the Butterfinger stuff. And those were amazing. This was actually this was funny because I, I I legitimately tweeted about this a couple like a week or two ago with Shark Bites. Those were like the best fruit snack of all so time. Like, the Little and, gummies like the, the yep the, okay yep. And then one of my buddies – like, I was texting one of my buddies. I was like, dude, do you remember Shark Bites? He's like, yeah, you remember when they introduced the Great White? Like, that was like a I huge – That was a big, big marketing huge. campaign. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were that. in, like, yeah. fourth, fifth grade, and you're like, oh, my God, they have a Great White Shark now. It's amazing. And then I will end with Candy because one of them was PB Max. Do you remember that? I do not. No, it was uh, it was – Uh, chocolate thing and covered peanut butter and there's like rice krispies in there and stuff like that it was a really good candy and then the only other thing i've been trying to get back is the reese's peanut butter cup that had an oreo cookie just the cookie part not the oreo cream
3: yeah you've mentioned that on here before that's i've never had that but it sounds amazing it was the best damn thing ever and they won't bring it back and i'm pissed that's not even from right. childhood that's from like five years ago that's from adulthood oh, steve no, that, was like, that. that was probably
1: like 10 15 years ago okay I would say. um but yeah okay end of my food rant. go ahead sir
2: well now that we're all hungry um i will move on to the next question um from ken Hotch if you could watch a hard knock style or America's game style doc about any Packers off season, which would you choose and why? So Dusty, since Steve just answered, why don't you take the first one on this?
3: Yeah. I mean, I've actually talked about this with, uh, with my brothers before I, the 07 after the 07 season, you know, they had, they had lost the giants and they switch over to, they end up going over to Rogers, but that whole, the far of retiring and then not retiring and then wanting a, trade and wants to go in division like that that whole like him showing up and then, like, you know, Rogers like, getting the job and, like, all like all of that stuff. So either that or, like, the Rogers draft. But I really think after the 07 season, because that was just just even fan reaction at the time, they had just made it to the NFC Championship game with Favre, who had, like, you know, one of the best seasons of his career, and now you're moving out of this young guy that you haven't really seen outside of, you know, a half in Dallas and some preseason action here and there. So, just that whole drama back and forth. Like, I, I really really want like an inside look at all that stuff as it was going down
1: uh i mean i agree that would be an outstanding documentary you know hard knock thing and if i can't pick that one i think i would pick the the one season with ray rhodes as a coach uh as i mentioned before you know did a show with uh at espn and stuff and Chamura was one of the co-hosts there so I mean, I I heard a whole slew of stories from him and stuff, and one of the things was how Ray Rhodes was, like, blindsided by the fact that he got fired after an 8-8 and season. And, you know, he came back, like, walked in the locker room, and they're like, hey, what's going on, Ray? He's like, I just got fired. And it was just kind of funny because he's like, they were all like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. How did that? What? No way. And then he laughed and they're like, Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) Uh, Like from, from what he would say, like he just, he did not have control of the locker room. He let, just let the players like almost run the show and, you know, they, they decided to move on pretty quick from that. And it's, I mean, but to, to watch all that. And if, if the players were in fact running the show, like that would be a fascinating thing just to watch like fly on the wall. So, I think if, I, if I'm if i not picking the Favre Rogers stuff, that would be where I'd want to go.
2: Our next question from Thomas DiCario. Sorry if I pictured your last name. What is everyone's current album that they're listening to? Um, I can start us on this one, and it's been the same one since March <laughs> of 2020, and that is After Hours um, by The <laughs> Weekend. That album is amazing, and I listen to it probably once a day, at least every day. Um, and that was like the first album that kind of came out during the beginning of quarantine. Like that was the first thing where I was like, oh, this is new and I can enjoy it when everything like, was closed and I didn't really know what was happening and what was going on. I knew it was happening, but what was going to happen, you know, what the next few weeks were going to look like. Um, and I was always a big fan of the weekend as I've talked about before, but I was like, that album, that's that was like what I needed at that time. And I couldn't tell if like when it came out. I was just like, Oh, I love it because it's something new and it's it's kind of nice for me to just listen to while I'm now adjusting to working from home. And I remember I had told a bunch of people, I'm like, Man, this new album is, is really good. And they were just like, Oh yeah, okay. Like <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check it out And then months have gone by And I feel like the album has only gotten more popular Even though now it almost came out like a year ago So that's been my album for a while My friend, or Bailey Adams Who was actually on our podcast for the Bucks preview um, During the season He texted me, I think it was yesterday And he said like kind of like the Bernie Sanders meme He was like I'm once again thanking you For like <laughs> Suggesting that I listen to After Hours Because I think I listen to it every day And I'm like yep So that's, that's the album And it's been the album for a while In addition to plenty of others But that's my favorite
3: and I'm going with, um, you know, it's not out yet, uh, but I will be listening to, as of this Friday, the new Julian Baker. She's got a new one, first one in, uh, I think, four years at this point. It'll be quickly becoming one of my all time favorite artists. Uh, so this is going to be her third album. I've listened to one single. I've not gone past that because I want to ruin it for myself. But that's going to be essentially all I'm going to listen to for like the next six months and just be really, really sad. Uh, so that one I'm super, super hyped about. Um, still rolling with uh, Phoebe Bridges Punisher from last year a ton. Uh, John Carpenter just put out a new one of his Lost Theme series, where he essentially writes uh, soundtrack theme songs to movies that he's never going to make, uh, and that's really good. Kind of writing background music, got that synth stuff going on. And I've been going back to going back to Bowie. Uh, low is one that's never clicked with me. I, maybe it's just because it's cold and depressing and awful. Uh, but uh, Low is really hitting real, real nice right now. So Bowie's Low has been in heavy rotation lately. So yeah, it's been uh, man, I jump around a lot, but there's there's a lot of really good music out there i'm
1: actually on a uh, old school kick right now so i have been going miles davis the, the complete birth of cool oh, nice. um and some coltrane and stuff like that where don't have to think too much but i can just sit there and enjoy it i get made fun of relentlessly by my wife and kids like I am cooking in the kitchen and I've got that stuff going. And there. like, they legitimately just walk in. And they're like, what is this? Like, what are you listening to? The, so, uh, but for me, it's just a very, like, it's calming, it's relaxing, and it's kind of what I need right now. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my, my jam at the minute.
2: Our next question from Scott Hedenbach, If Justin Fields falls to the Packers, do they take him? Steve. <laughs>
1: What are your thoughts? <laughs> yes, I mean we want to watch uh, Packers Twitter burn, right? <laughs> Honestly, I would say I legitimately I would say no. Because if Justin Fields is there, well, I take that back. It, it could be a yes if they if what they have seen from from Jordan Love is not what they expected, if they don't believe that he's the future of the franchise, then yes, you should because you look around the NFL and you see all these teams struggling to find a quarterback and they reach and they reach and they reach, especially in the draft for these kids that aren't, aren't ready. They're not, they're not where they're, they're not drafted where they're supposed to be. Um, So if you believe in Justin Fields and you, you don't believe in Jordan Love, then yeah you 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 grab that guy because i love aaron Rodgers as much as i love aaron jones but at some level you got to realize there needs to be a next step and tom brady's amazing he's the only guy who's played to like what is he 44 now 44 44? next season i think yeah, yeah I mean, 44 like he's the only guy that does that he's the only guy who can do that and I love Aaron Rodgers, and I hope he can, but there needs to be a backup plan. There needs to be the plan for when all of a sudden his arm falls off, his legs fall off. Like, what something happens, there needs to be a next step for the Green Bay Packers and not just Aaron Rodgers. So if you believe that, that Fields is the guy and you don't believe in Jordan Love, then yes, but... Outside of that, I would say I would hope that that they believe in Jordan Love and they that they can find a weapon for Aaron Rodgers in the first round.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean it all it also it depends on in this scenario, if you want to overthink it, why did Fields fall? Did something come up? Like if all things being equal and nothing else came up and Fields is Fields and for some reason he's still there, I think you take him because because you take him because if there's a quarterback with that potential upside, it doesn't matter who else you have, you take him and you figure out everything else later. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I'd, I'd be happier with uh, an offensive tackle. I think at that point, but if fields falls, yeah, you take him.
2: Yeah. I, I would just love to see Packers Twitter reaction to that more than anything, but I don't think he's going to fall. Um, so I don't think it's something that the Packers will need to worry about. All right, our next question is from Keith Kessinen. I think is how you say that. Have you guys tried the Lady Gaga Oreos? If so, can you try to convince me that they're good? <laughs> Something was off when I tried one. Well, my reaction, I, I have had the Lady Gaga Oreos, and I didn't think they were bad. I just didn't think it tasted like an Oreo. Like, I was like, this is a sugar cookie with frosting that that was like what i tasted and if i wanted a sugar cookie with frosting then i would eat the sugar cookie with frosting but it did not taste like an oreo to me so i don't think it was bad like i was like oh this is a good cookie but i just had to mentally like prepare myself and say like oh no i'm not eating an oreo because to me it didn't really taste like an oreo
3: yeah, and Steve had actually prepared us for this. Like, he had them like a month ago, and he was like, Oh, it's basically a golden Oreo. And then I got some and forgot he said that. And that first bite was a shock because I was like, I don't know what I'm prepared for, but I think it tastes like an Oreo, and it did not. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't know that it was bad. Once my body, it was like one of those things that you're expecting to eat, like, you know, an apple and it's a potato. It was just, it was such like a shock to the system. And I was like, I don't, what, what, what is my, what am I tasting here? Um, but yeah, I don't think they're terrible. You just, like, you didn't know what you're yourself into i guess and it's perfectly fine they're perfectly fine cookie i think i don't know
1: no like you're right that, that's exact exact perfect uh, explanation it's when you think you're getting a caramel apple and you bite into a caramel onion mm-hmm. as a prank yeah. uh and, and at this point we do need to shout out our uh, our good buddy travis Mack because yeah. as a uh as a very nice thank you from him he wanted to send us a whole slew of oreos so we got like Five or six packs of oreos that were sent to us like full-size packs of oreos so um and the lady gaga ones were one of the ones he sent and um no you guys are are describing them very nicely they're they are just crap oreos they're just awful uh as i've just as, as i've said multiple times the the golden oreos are not oreos those are just disgusting cookies uh and you can color them up however you want to make them lady gaga oreos they just it doesn't make them any better and yeah they're they're not good i don't recommend them and i would tell anybody if you're gonna buy lady gaga oreos just put them down and go buy a regular pack of oreos
2: there we go and moving on (laughs) our final question mark from mark which position will Brian Gudikins draft the highest number of this year? Running backs, quarterbacks, or defensive line? So, Steve, what are your thoughts there?
1: See, I would argue, I would think if he's going to go whole hog on a position, it's going to be either cornerback or wide receiver. I think he doubled down on offensive line this last year and hopefully i'm assuming that he he sees a starter in either runyon or uh hansen at center and guard that they they think that they can do that especially with lindsay leaving and yeah i mean with the fact that they don't have wide receiver any wide receivers past next year i think wide receiver is the biggest spot that he would he would like double triple down on i just saw i think it was uh the cbs or something like luke, luke easterling i always like his his mock drafts like he always puts out some good stuff and i think he, i saw him have uh tony as the first pick and then uh the kid from oklahoma state uh tylen wallace uh, had him as their third round pick And know i it just kind of opened my eyes i was like okay like if they are going to go big on wide receiver, that's something that they would do, and two different types of wide receiver that they're going after. But like that was a, that was the first time I saw like a double dip that early for wide receiver for the Packers. So I, I really liked it, and I so to me I would say I'll go off the board and say I'll say wide receiver is what they do.
3: Out of those position groups, cornerback seems like it makes sense just because why not? I mean, they, they need them, the spam of the position there. Uh, you you hope you hit on one. Uh, so out of that position group, I think, uh, I think cornerback seems like it makes the most sense to me.
2: I kind of agree with Steve, and I think, um, you know, we might see some running back action there. I don't know. I just – there's so much uncertainty with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, so right now it's hard for me to say – yes, this will be it. But in two weeks, like, I could have a clear answer about that. I I could say, yes, like, they're probably going to go after more running backs. If both of them are not on the Packers anymore, then, yeah. Like, yes, they have A.J. Dillon, but they need more than that, too. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up um, for today's episode. Uh, Thank you guys, as always, for sending in some awesome questions. Uh, Dusty, why don't you start us off if you have any final thoughts?
3: Yeah, I'm starting to dig in. I mentioned this last week. Um, I still don't have a date for when I'm getting started, but I'm, I'm digging a little more to this next series I'm doing in the offseason, which is looking at uh, past, you know, kind of bigger or, or well-known or whatever, just uh, memorable Packers plays from the past and kind of either breaking those down or giving a little history to those or a little bit of both. And so I'm kind of getting into uh, – I'm dipping my toes back into Super Bowl one, looking at a big blitz that kind of swung the game there. I'm, I'm getting into – the farved horizon throw in the Super Bowl ninety six. That's kind of the um it, it, it's kind of I'd say relative, relatively well known I guess but that was a, a far had have been watching old Super Bowls the week leading up to the game and uh, Black 59 Razor was an audible that Montana used to just absolutely shred the Broncos and so he kind of called that uh, called that audible there seeing the coverage and, and that's how that Ryzen thing came up so kind of looking into some of the West Coast stuff that original Black 59 Razor call looking to see how that played out and then how that was different with uh, the terminology was different so 74 Razor in Green Bay uh, so like those are the first couple I'm kind of digging into. So I'm getting into kind of some more stuff as well. i got, you know, some stuff from the uh, 2010 Super Bowl that I'm kind of looking into but right now. I'm just, I'm in the process of gathering that stuff, trying to dig up as much history, um, you know, old playbook stuff that I can find on that stuff. And it's really fun series. I'm really excited for when I get it launched. I'm just, I want to come on. I want to spend my time with and, and get some of these details. Right. And so I'm, I'm working, working on that angle right now, but I'm hoping to get the first one out of those in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think it's going to be a fun off season for that stuff that's uh that's about all i got yeah as far as me
1: i'm uh, i'm still looking for some some help from people for uniform stuff because i really want to do this deep dive because it seems with the packers it looks like they should be announcing a alternate uh uniform for the upcoming year a new one and um you know i saw that uh god it, this guy that it's a i believe he's over in the uk but it's dite dyer, dyer Carriger, yeah, yeah dyer carrer and he he put out a a new one today and it was like a it had a huge acme packers on it and then it's a, like had a small 28 and then on the back was dylan and uh i legit this quote tweet him he goes no that was all i said and he actually came back to me he's like okay what about these ones and he he sent me two of them and one wasn't all green one was a variation of like the blue and the um, the khaki and stuff like that and so then i came back with uh, something that i'm very interested in and i want the packers to do a green and gold I want it to be a green and gold. I don't want it to be green and yellow. I like So there's one of those. And then uh, another one from uh, the ones we talked about before from Nate Temple. I also put those in there. And two all green, like one all green with the, the yellow numbers, yellow stripes on the side. And then uh, another one. So I, I really want to do this uniform episode. I want to do it well. So if you guys know anybody that, Should be in that conversation I want to talk to them Like I want to be able to do this really well Like I don't want it to be like Me talking about hey the Packers need a cool new Uniform that's what it should be Like no I like I legit want to talk about The history of the uniforms I want to talk about Where they came from and what They can incorporate like I want all that Stuff so if you have people Or if you're interested in that DM me like I want to talk About it so Um we can get something going and have some fun content during the off season so if you've got something DM me they should be my DMs are open you should be able to shoot me whatever you want and uh, yeah, we'll hopefully plan that out for I'm hoping for like a a month from now before the draft happens and stuff like that so let's do that and as always uh, before before that um, wear a damn mask stay as healthy as humanly possible Um, but yeah that's about all I got
2: good stuff and then yeah i don't have much going on in in the off season but um i'm gonna leave um, you all with one thing and that's that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell so (laughs) i know that's some really high level thinking and you'll probably just be mind blown and whether you're sitting in your office or at home or in the car you're just probably like oh my gosh i've never heard that before and i can't believe it and i have to think about it all day so (laughs) my only thing is just just relax, guys. Like, if J.J. Watt isn't a Packer, Steve, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, some of these theories...
1: Oh, it will be the end of the world.
2: Some of these theories are so out there. Hon- honestly, no, keep it up. Because some of these theories are so out there. I was on my lunch break yesterday and was reading through, just c- crying, laughing. Like, not even Packers fans. <laughs> like... When JJ Watt tweeted the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell thing, people were like counting the number of letters and they're like, "Oh, this means the it's the same number of letters as the Buffalo Bills." So he's going to go to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> JJ Watt to the Bills confirmed. And then someone else was like, "CHI is in the middle of the word." So that means he's in the middle of negotiations with the Bears. Like, <laughs> this, this is just unbelievable. So yeah, honestly, I take it back. Keep it up, guys,
1: because oh, I, it's it's so much it's
2: fun. entertaining. It, it's it, it, so much really
1: fun. Awesome.
2: That's for sure.
1: And especially, I saw the one that says like, "Oh, the Bears are currently the the favorites hmm. to land to land JJ uh, I'm like, really? I'm like, they were also the favorites and had the strongest offer out on Carson Wentz. And then we found out that they actually never submitted an offer for Carson Wentz. So yeah, absolutely, believe everything that you see.
2: Who knows, guys? But, yeah, just think about that. Just think about that one little tweet.
1: I know, Sarah. I know. Yeah. He's signing with the Packers. It will happen. And uh, once that happens, you guys have to eat the rest of your packs of Gaga Oreos.
3: <laughs> oh, mine are gone already. I've already eaten all mine, Steve. How? No, you have not. Yeah. How? How well, are I'm- you able to stomach those? I'm a growing boy, Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Well, on that note, that should wrap <laughs> us up for today. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast, at Dusty Evely, at Steve Perhatch, and at Sarah Kellherr Four. Um, and we'll go ahead and see you guys next week. Everybody stay safe. Um, and as always, go Pack Go!